views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. We have got a great show planned for all of you. Yeah. Have you ever stopped for a minute and thought, I don't really get it. I don't get like hashtag positivity rules, Pat. And so I'm like, okay, you know, Jessica, people are asking why we have hashtag positivity rules. And so all of a sudden, we're talking about what we need to do to make things simpler for people to plug in and play. You know, right now we receive emails and actually we were watching a dialogue on Facebook. What was it about two days ago where two of our Facebook folks are saying, hey, I don't even have to have a radio to listen. This is what you can do. You can download their app from there. But you can also go here. And if you want positive news, go to hashtag positivity. And I'm telling you, I thought to myself, I'm not even familiar with what these folks were talking about. That's because we have Jessica and Justin and Christina. But today, we also have Sarah joining us here today. Sarah Granger is the author of The Digital Mystique, How the Culture of Connectivity Can Empower Your Life. How? Online and off. And we're so thrilled to have her join us here today. One of the biggest objections we get from people is When we say to them, when you join our network, not only do you become a host or a co-host, but we can literally transcribe your shows so that you can repurpose them in, in your blog. And they look at us and say, why? Why do I want to do that? Well, I'm not going to answer that question. All you got to do is read the blog section of this book and you're going to have some fun. But in the meantime, let me introduce you to Sarah, an award-winning digital media innovator, the author of The Digital Mystique, How the Culture of Connectivity Can Empower Your Life Online and Off. But why? 25 years building technology and media ventures. I was just saying to her that we were at the tail end of a two-year project. And two years is a long time to be spending on building anything, let alone technology. But why has it been such a journey for us? Why is it not just a simple matter of putting up a website? 
Well, that and much more for Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So, I, you know, there are many, many things in the book. I want to ask you this question. You have been talking about the book. You know, you've been looking at, wow, people are really interested in this book. They're buying it. I have to ask you this question. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you, Sarah, had to overcome to become you and to become you being the expert about the digital mystique? Good question. <laughs> well, it, you know, I, it's funny, I call myself a first generation digital native um, because I have been online since I was nine and um, that was early 80s. And, you know, now the kids, they are true digital natives online since, you know, first time they can look at a device really um, as infants and toddlers. And so for me, my whole outlook on um, technology, it really, it's been a matter of shaping the way I think since I was very young. And so when I first thought about writing this book, I realized that I I shouldn't just look at the professional expertise that I had gained, you know, since college, that I had to really draw back all the way um, from when I got started and first went online and because it, it, it really has shaped how I look at everything differently, um, but particularly the internet itself and how it works for all of us. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> there are a couple of things now that we are learning. One of them is the, the whole idea about demographic, who's really using digital media and who's not. And I, I think that, you know, one of, the, one of the best studies I came across here uh, about two years ago, now the study is updated every year, is uh, about media and moms. And there is this misconception or I think a, a lack of understanding about who actually is plugged into digital media. And I'm, I wanted to ask you that question. Um, what do we have right and what can we do a better job of? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because so much of the media still, uh, at least um, traditional media forms, still focus on, you know, the moms doing the laundry, but they, they yeah. do understand that women drive consumer action and so and that we make the decisions in the homes and um, that's starting to play a bigger role in how women are perceived online for a while it was oh you're just a cute little mommy blogger (laughs) and that was very frustrating particularly Mm -hmm. for you know someone like me who had been um, professional in technology for many years it (laughs) really it 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 just it it led me to realize how much that still needed to be learned now we have powerhouse women bloggers who are brands who work with brands who have millions of readers and so it's it's taken on a much different form over time but there's a there's a spectrum and people have to respect that there is a spectrum and not try and fit everyone into one little box Yeah. And you know what I love about this, too, is that when we started to do this uh, 14 years ago, we really were clear that women in general 
were absolutely not being talked to in traditional talk radio. So we came out of the gate saying, this is what we were going to do. And, you know, our focus was let's talk about solution based. Let's have conversations be important. And the latest information is exactly what you said. And what it says is two thirds of all the moms are age 35 and older, literally a, a demographic that we don't even want to talk to. Right. But here we are today. You have a book called The Digital Mystique. We're talking about this culture of connectivity and we're not just talking about your traditional demographic, or are we? Well, I spent a lot of time thinking about this with the book because it was actually published by uh, what's generally known as a feminist publisher, Field Press. Yeah. And the original title was going to be Your Life Online, and it was all about digital life. And, and really, that is what the book is still about. Every chapter is a different aspect of our digital lives, from our online yeah. identity, friendships, etc. So, but but I kept coming around to this digital mystique concept, and and it and it resonated with the feminine mystique, and so that's where we yeah. came back to the title. But in the process, I realized that everything that I wanted to impart as knowledge to women online was the same for everyone. And so, even though most of the uh, examples in the book are of women. I decided not to target only women to read it, which is, turns out to be good because I've had a lot more men read it than I expected. Um, and I hope that, that they can learn from it the same things. But of course, there are tips that are more directly uh, focusing on women and some of the things we have to be more aware of, like women are more targeted by trolls. You know, things, mm -hmm. things like that. So, but, but it's true. We, we, we as women, they, we have a really broad range of interests and, and you can't um, just expect us to only want to learn about one thing. And so I try to address all of the different things that anyone in our daily lives wants to know about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you left anything out. You know, as I was reading the book, uh, reading the book, one of the things I was saying to myself is, wait a minute, you know, there's something in here that I didn't expect to get. And one of them was the absolute importance of authenticity and what this has come to mean. And, you know, this is really, as I'm reading through this, I, I'm reading about, wait a minute, how do we continue to show up authentically in life and yet participate in the digital uh, uh, mystique or media? And I realize, why am I even asking that question? I mean, I got to tell you, Sarah, you know, this is me. How I am right here, this is how I am when I'm off the air. This is me. Um, if you see me put something on Twitter or Facebook and misspell it, that's me. Um, I can't tell you the largest interaction I had is when I made one of those posting, what do they call them, uh, just total blunders, right? <laughs> because I totally mis misspelled something. And But here's what happened. People started to talk about it. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I don't have a big ego. But, you know, ego does play a role in the digital world, doesn't it? Absolutely. It really does. <laughs> you know. What have you discovered? If I had to ask you, think about this. We'll talk about when we come back. If I had to ask you, what are your top three 
that you discovered along the way in writing this book that kind of caught you by surprise? What are the top three? I know what my top three are from the book, but I want to hear from Sarah. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Sarah about the digital mystique and culture connectivity. How does this empower our lives? I can tell you for us here at the Transformation Network and Transformation Radio, the level of empowerment in creating positive talk and all of you, the best listeners on the planet, all of you are changing lives. When we come back, We'll find out from Sarah Howe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I want you to take over control. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you ready to start winning at the game of life? Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, Intuit.com. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk radio. I'm gone. Still got the rush when I am alone. I think it is time. 
everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by right here on Transformation Talk Radio. Um, the digital mystique, how the culture of connectivity can empower your life online and off. So what's happening now, this is very, this is interesting, Sarah. You know, what's happening now, uh, Sarah Granger, by the way, is, is the author, and I want, I'm going to make sure I give you lots of information. So we're doing this show, and obviously we must have told people about it. But here's now something now I discovered. Remember during the break, I was telling and you have made just about every mistake that you could possibly make. But we do have a website up. We do have a network website up, and we're going to have a bigger network website up. So people are trying to call into the show, but what's happening is our 800 number isn't an international number. So on my cell phone right now, I have a person from Chile that tried to call into the show because we don't have that uh, international call-in. And so now I'm thinking, okay, this is really interesting. This is now one other thing in the digital world, because this is a digital number that we have not discovered. Before the break, I ask you, what if I had to pick the Sarah Mystique, digital Mystique top three, what would you say to people Okay, folks, these are game changers. Get up close and personal with them. Sure. Well, the, the it's a tricky one, and I was thinking yeah. about it. We, you know, so the if you're talking about three things that, that caught me by surprise, three things that are really huge, I, I realize that it really all goes back to one general concept, which is the vastness of the interconnectivity that is, the internet now and mm-hmm. it's so hard when i do presentations and i give talks a lot of the time i'll, I'll put up a an image of a galaxy or um of a, some sort of network where you can see all of these interconnected dots because it's it's just it's almost impossible for our minds to really grasp how fast this has become and so have we have these little factoids in the book that that come up in each chapter. And like one of them is the world creates 2.5 quintillion bytes of new extra data daily. 2.5 quintillion bytes. I don't even, can't even visualize that. And then another one is 90% of the data in the world was generated in the last two years. And Mm -hmm. so if we think about it on that level and, and, you know, and, and then you look at the people and and the connections that we have, there are, at, at the time I wrote this, there were 150 billion friend connections on Facebook. I think it's surpassed yeah. 100 now. And it, it's just, it's, it's growing so quickly. And um, as more, more groups get online, particularly now we have uh, seniors becoming the, the largest growing uh, demographic online. So it's, yep. it's just a pure vastness of it. And so I think that that is part of the mystique and part of what overwhelms people. And how do you connect and how do you find others that really do want to know the authentic you back to the, the point you made? And and that's really the, the key. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the things that I, I, I was looking at in, in the book 
is, you know, this idea and probably please correct me if I don't get the language of this uh, right, but the specialization or specialized groups. And, you know, it's funny. I started the show out by saying that Jessica created um, a hashtag, hashtag positivity rules. And, you know, I, I said to her, you know, what was behind that? And what was behind that in her mind, I believe, and in the minds of the team, the team members here, is that we're getting to launch uh, what will become uh, the, the largest positive talk network in the world, you know, our infrastructure and what's being done. And when they said that to me, I thought, really? It really will? And they said, yeah. And how do we distinguish ourselves from any other talk radio network? How do we say we're not this talk radio network, we're this one? We have a channel dedicated to women. We have a channel dedicated to, to green. We actually have a God talk channel. And so I didn't understand it, and I'm not saying I do today. But you talk about this in the book, and I think you call them specialized communities. Can you say more about that? And how that actually works. I think you were referring to, for example, the LGBTQ community at one point in the book. And I'd love for you to talk about that. Sure. Uh, well, that's the real cornerstone of the value that we have of, of the Internet today is mm -hmm. the community. And that's what brought me to it. When I was 14, I, um, you know, I was a, one of those sort of gawky, awkward teens, and I was nerdy, and I didn't have a whole lot of friends, and so I went on what was a computer bulletin board system to, to try and meet people because I was looking for other computer geeks like me. Uh -huh. And and that's really where it all began for me, and I think that that's where it began and where it, it connects for most people is, is the community piece. So you, you, whether it's a local community group that's online or whether it's your own community of your friends through your Facebook page or, um, you know, it doesn't have to be based, interest-based. It can be any kind of community, but, but you know, but, and, and there are certainly much larger, broader communities like the LGBTQ community, but there are also um, many smaller communities. I think I made some random example in my book of something that I didn't think would actually exist, and then I went and searched for it, and it did. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 anything you want to find, and and but that's the that's what makes us connect and not feel that loneliness when you when you go online, you're searching for something and building communities, finding. When I would when I first gave birth, I had a very painful um, delivery and some chronic pain, um, and I was stuck on bed rest, and that was actually what uh, led me to start blogging, and I, and, and you know this because I, I shared it in the book, but um, is that really, that's the kind of thing that happens to people is they, they say, I have a health problem, or I have a concern about my kid, or I have an interest that's important to me. And then they go and they look for these, and luckily now we it's, it's easy to find them. You don't have to just search on uh, news groups or whatever. You can go on Facebook, and, and pretty much everybody has a, a page or a group there, and then from there you can find their website and get more connected. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I know that for me, uh, when I went on my healing journey, um, it was at a time where, you, you know, there wasn't a lot of information gathered. And I'm, I'm not going back so far. I mean, I'm talking about 2003. You know, in 2003, I dialed the wrong phone number. And within 10 minutes, I bought my first hour of airtime on an Internet only station. Mm-hmm. Now. I had no idea that in 2003, nobody was really listening to radio. There was not podcast. I mean, it didn't really exist. That's actually hard to imagine now. You know, now I think, um, you know, when people refer to me as a pioneer in digital talk radio, I'm thinking, wow, I'm feeling old about that. But I cannot believe that it didn't exist in 2003. How do we help people listening today sort of get caught up? Meaning, what should we really be focusing on? What's at the the top of your list? If you were talking to somebody that's like either new or renewed, what would you say? Do this first. What would that be, Sarah? (laughs) Well, the advice I give in the book is, to create one place that you feel comfortable calling your digital home. Mm-hmm. And that can be a website, it can be a blog, it can be a Facebook page, whatever is easy for you and, and, and is a comfortable medium for you. Because some people are more comfortable, like on Twitter, some people are more comfortable on Pinterest. It doesn't matter which site it is, just a place where you can send people and say, this is where I want to be found online. And... It all kind of comes from there because wherever you spend your time, then and you'll find other people and they'll find you, and that's when your community begins to grow. And you know from podcasting, as it was the same with blogging when I got started, it just yeah. begins with a few comments and conversations and, and new people, and, and then you think of something different and you start a different conversation on a related topic, and it, and it just and it slowly grows, and you can't expect... It's to happen overnight, but definitely it's, it's like when you volunteer. If you're, if you're volunteering for an organization, you always get back as much as you give to the experience, and that's been what I've found with the digital world as well. I love it. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to give a copy of the book away. But we're going to talk about social media, how the word social transcends a tweet or a Facebook post. What is it that we're now discovering in the digital arena that could literally save lives, raise money, and make a difference in the world? We're also going to take on one of the most difficult conversations right now. What the heck is a hashtag? Stay tuned. We're taking your questions as well. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 the earth is an ever-changing being goddess light shamanic healer brie gibbs guides us through the ascending worlds bringing forth knowledge and truth as a light creator she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution join brie as she shares messages from guides spirits ascended masters goddesses and others Tune in the second and fourth Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific for Silver Gaia Radio. Have you wanted to be intuitive or psychic but thought those gifts were only for certain people? Hi, my name is Deb Acker. In addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including intuition. Did you know that we're all intuitive, but many times we receive certain messages in our childhood that block us from being able to tune into our intuition at all times? What if you could clear these blocks to access your gifts and always know the truth in any given moment? Don't think it's possible? I was there not long ago. I thought only others had these gifts and you were either born with it or you weren't. I now know we're all intuitive and you can clear the blocks that stop you from being able to access your intuition on all levels. On the other side, I now help others to become intuitive, even psychic. And if this resonates for you and you're ready to own your intuitive powers, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so thrilled to be talking with Sarah Granger today. Sarah, before we jump back in and take a look at some of the questions uh, that we have here, first of all, tell us how folks can find out more about you and how can they get a copy of the book? Sure. You can learn about me on my website. That's my digital home, sarahgranger.com. Nice and easy. S-A-R-A-H-G-R-A-N-G-E-R. And the book, The Digital Mystique, is available. There's a link on the site, but it's also available on Amazon and any other the online bookstores. Um, yeah. Awesome. And, Benny, let's give a copy of the book away right now. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Um, you know, Sarah, before the break, I was talking about yeah, we certainly know the word social when it comes to social media. But there's another word that we should also think about, social, social responsibility, and, you know, doing good deeds in the world. And I was reading the part of the book where you were talking about, you know, how 
the difference a tweet makes. Um, and I wanted to have this dialogue with you about how the digital world and what you've discovered here can help people get the word out about their cause, but also to help people raise money and do other things. And I'd love for you to talk about what you've discovered. Sure. Well, that was something that I ended up diving really deeply into for many years. Actually, when I first started thinking about writing a book, it was about digital activism and digital politics because I had been working so much in that area. Um, and this, you know, it started out with, with, with these online communities and, and with grassroots campaigns, organizing online and raising funds through very simple, um, means. And now it's become a very complex, um, you know, part of the whole process that we deal with. Everybody knows that their nonprofit, um, that they like to contribute to has a website or as a Twitter presence. And so it's actually become pretty noisy now. And that's, that's the biggest challenge that we face is if you Mm -hmm. have something that is important to you, um, you know, how do you rise above that noise? And Mm -hmm. so the, the things I would say is, is going back to the authentic point. And, you know, you were talking during the break about how Mm -hmm. passionate about you are, um, about your campaign. And this is, that's the key. You have to show that passion. You have to be authentic. You have to explain what's unique about your particular issue or cause, and then find the like-minded people and gradually build that audience. And also go where they are. This is what this was what I tell anyone for any business or um, any endeavor online. If you want to reach an audience, you have to go where they are. If the people that are interested in the cause that's important to you are on Pinterest, then you need to be on Pinterest. If they're on Instagram, then you need to be there. So that's, that's, I mean, obviously I could speak at length uh, about this for many hours, but that's the real key to to where to start. Yeah. Uh, And and then the dreaded hashtag. And I kind of jokingly talked about that, you know, when Jessica said, um, uh, you know, wait a minute, um, let's create something, positivity rules, right? And I thought to myself, okay, hashtag sounds good. I hear it all the time. I don't think people know what it means, but I also don't know that we know how to use it. The dreaded hashtag. We hear it all the time. Please give us a rundown what it is. How do we use it? Well, the easiest way to understand hashtags is just to think about search terms. Like if you're in Google and you want to find a bicycle that is standing up, because they have these now, they're really cool. But I've only seen them in a few places. So you have to, you know, what word do you use? Standing bicycle. And so that's where you get started. But if you have a hashtag, it's all run together because the computer interprets these anything after the hashtag before the space sign, you know, it's just a pound sign and then to the space as a search term. And so it's going to categorize anything that's related to that. So if you want a standing bicycle, you have to run it together, standing bicycle, and then see who else is out there talking about standing bicycles. Um, if you are talking about, um, like I was I was working on, um, this was many years ago, but we were, we were working on a, a project with California State and 
I was working as a legislator, and I just started using pound CA budget, California budget, because we were talking about that, and it became an active hashtag. So there, there's the two central points to this are, one, it has to be a term that people can find and spell and that's easy and usually um, you know, makes, makes sense out of, uh, if possible, short words. And then the mm-hmm. other thing, it has to be memorable because, you know, like you said, positivity rules, that's, that's memorable. It's simple. It's two words. It, it's, a, it's also a phrase. So, you know, choosing these, and, and the average person doesn't have to think about building these sophisticated hashtags for major global campaigns, but they do want to think about, you know, how to learn about topics of interest and where they might go. And if you're watching the Oscars, you know, recently, like, there were still, like, five different hashtags that people were using. And so anytime I'm tweeting about something like that, I have to go figure it out. Okay, we've got Oscars. We've got Oscars 2017. We've got Academy Awards. <laughs> and then film. And, and so what, what, what topics that are related to um, what your interest is and, and being able to use those adequately to find the information you want. Yeah, I, you know, this is really sort of for a lot of people, it is, you know, looking at what they're passionate about and, and what's being done. The other thing in understanding some of the dialogue, some of the lingo is also understanding if you retweet or you repost is understanding what exactly you're doing and how you're going about it. Um, you know, you cover such a wide range of amazing things uh, in here. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a little a little about cyberbullying. You know, we're hearing that term over, over and over again. And yet I am not sure that people have a sense of what it is, but clearly it is on the uh, steep growth pattern, I think. Can you yeah. give us an idea about what it is and what can, what, if anything, people can do about it? Yeah, that's a, it is very scary to a lot of people, but I think that we do have power over this situation, and there are different kinds of cyberbullying. So there is the kind where it's a little more intimate, like if you're talking about kids and being cyberbullied by their classmates, and it's a small group environment, and they're on a group chat, and, and another kid is saying mean things. That's a small group that's easy to go and say to the moderator, hey, this shouldn't be happening, or to talk to the kids and say, you know, we're going to close this down. Mm-hmm. This kind of thing happens. I think it's really important that the parents and teachers are well aware of this activity. Like at our school, we haven't had, a knock on wood, um, any really major um, instances of this because there's so much awareness around it and so much uh, communication about it. But if you're looking at the cyberbullying that happens in the vast public sphere, like on Twitter with celebrities or anyone who speaks out, if you um, are out there and you're sharing your opinion, you will eventually attract trolls. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the cardinal rule is don't feed the trolls. Don't respond yeah. to them. Don't talk to them. But a lot of people still don't know that. And they fall for the emotional baiting, and then they start 
they, they, they think, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just respond this one time because this person said something, you know, they asked me a question. Well, no, it was really a troll and they were baiting you and they were trying to get you to respond this way so that they could then bully you further. And mm-hmm. the best way to deal with that is not to dive in until you're, you feel very comfortable. And then when you do dive into that public public sphere to share your opinions, because I definitely don't ever want to tell anyone to self-censor, um, yeah. is that just make sure you have your posse. <laughs> Find your people. Have a group of friends, uh, colleagues, community members who are there to back you up and know that they know that you will back them up so that you don't feel alone. And then when you're attacked, if that happens, immediately those people will both back you up and also you can immediately take it to whatever social network that you're on and say, this is not okay, flag it immediately. Um, Most of them are getting better about dealing with those as quickly as they can. Yeah. You know, um, I want to talk with you when we come back. We're going to take a short break. I want to talk with you about, you know, here we are in the world. What does it look like? Uh, about finding our people. But more importantly, is 60 the real 30? Is it the new 30? Let's take a short break when we come back. And I'm not sure we're talking about what you're putting in your dating service website, but let's take a short break. We're going to find out from Sarah exactly what that means. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge. And when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. 
ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. How would you like to release your stress and let go of your anxiety, fear, depression, or even physical pain? How would you like to feel more relaxed, more confident, and experience more success in all areas of your life? Dave Dodge from Stress Buster Radio has a number of cutting-edge methods that will help you do just that. For more information on how Dave can help you release stress, visit StressBusterRadio.com. Skype and phone sessions available. Welcome back. You know, I am just barely touching the surface here in talking to Sarah. Um, For those of you out there, I I know that there's so much, Sarah, that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to ask you later on in the show if we've left anything out. Um, But there is, you know, there is a number of questions that I I do want to talk about. You know, when we decided about three years back that we were going to put up a network in our new in our new development that's called Ageless Talk Radio for senior people, we got so much negative feedback about that, that seniors don't listen. You're never going to get advertised. I mean, it just went on. And I think we're redefining, A, what a senior is, and B, we really need to be educated about who is actually listening. And you are right. They are one of the fastest growing groups around. But what is it that you've discovered, not only about this, but also discovered when you're talking about, you know, the thir- 60 is the, new, is the new 30 online? Let's talk about this in a little bit more detail because you've got a lot of information in the book about it. Yeah, well, what I realized, so now we have more than half of American seniors online, which is mm-hmm. great. And usually it starts because they want to connect with their children or their grandchildren or their friends. And then it, it, it's been really fun for me to watch how it spreads for them, how, how they go to the next thing, and then they get pulled into something else, and then suddenly they want to know, you know, not just how to do email and how to search websites, but how to use Facebook, how to um, listen to podcasts. And, and it's, it's really a fun experience for me to be able to, to help open their eyes to the opportunities. Um, you know, but uh, I'm actually at, it's funny because I'm, I'm doing this show from um, my neighbor's house, their seniors, and <laughs> because we're, and my house is under construction, and I usually do um, shows from my landline, and so mm-hmm. I needed a landline, <laughs> and they were the uh, only people that I knew who had a landline. <laughs> um, so it, 
but it, but they are they have that they're on they have a fast internet connection and are very um, actively engaged online. Um, so it's it's fun to see how they've evolved as well. You know, and and this is it. And you know, we're redefining what this means in so many ways. I mean, it's really clear to me that we're redefining what things mean. But you know, you are and have become an amazing guide to help all of us, right? You know, look at technology as empowering. Um, instead of overwhelming. You know, the number one request that we get is when we tell people that we handle a lot of different things for them, and most of it is in the digital world, you could hear the sigh of relief um, Mm -hmm. for them. But, you know, for us, we've built an infrastructure to do that easily, right? It is overwhelming, How can we help people, especially your book helps us do that, but how can, how can we help people say that, you know, you can start at the beginning and mindfulness about how much time we spend online can also help with overwhelm, can't it? Yeah. Well, that's why I chose the time we spend online as the last chapter in the book, because it's the thing that I think overwhelms a lot of people mm-hmm. um and what at the time that i was writing the book i kept kept having hearing these conversations like oh my gosh i don't know what to do i spent so much time on on email or or you know I, I, three hours on facebook i didn't even realize i spent three hours on facebook last night how did i do that <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and it's because we don't uh it's so easy to be pulled in and these sites purposely make it so that we have an infinite amount of information at our fingertips. So we have to set the limits for ourselves and figure out, you know, how do I find what I need to find? How do I get the work done that I need to do online without taking up all of my time and forgetting that there's a great big, beautiful world outside. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I put some tips in, in the book, certainly. Um, but there are also plenty of resources online and, and little tricks and tools and apps and things that, you know, we haven't even talked about mobile apps, but there's right. so much more now that's out there and you can set your own little reminders and timers and alarms and and things and make it just as simple as that. But there are also, you know, back to the senior topic for a second, there were yeah. there are training tools out there, like ARP has a really good set now of digital training tools for people. And um, so we we can also look at, at resources like that for how we engage online so that we're not um, totally overwhelmed. I mean, I try to take some of that and cover it in the book, but I think there are entire books just on this topic now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about apps for a minute because, you know, it is important. You know, you know we get asked for information about, um, uh, you know, where's the app? Where can we find it? One of the things that we are, uh, and as I said this to you before, is in our development effort, 
it's been really clear to us that it's not going to be enough for for our particular group of listeners to just put up a phone app that doesn't do anything. And so the app that we're developing is interactive. You know, so imagine being able to send images and and send positive thoughts and, you know, maybe even quotes from some of the hosts on the network. It's really a different world now, isn't it? And mm-hmm. that level of interactivity is also important, isn't it? I mean, aren't we just discovering the importance of this now? Is it at its infant stages, kind of? I think it's, I would call it early adulthood. Okay, all right. Well, in the sense that, um, in the sense that we've got an established base and we're still making a lot of mistakes, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot happening now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe a couple of years I would have said that. I suppose it depends on what you're comparing it to. But right. um, but I do think that now, like we're seeing, a, a di- like chatbots are the are the new thing. Yes, that you can you can now have a conversation just through texting and do the same kinds of things that you can do through an app. Right. And this is like I'm I'm on the advisory board for crisis text line and it, that's actually that's not a chatbot that's real people on the other end of a, right. of a text but now we're starting to realize that it's not just about I mean yeah the smartphones are great we should take advantage of why they're smart right. and, and and build these beautiful apps but also we want to again to my point go where people are and so if you text all the time then wouldn't it be great to have a bot or an or a service that will reach people directly by text. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really for us, the good news in taking two years for development is we're getting to grow with the industry, but the infrastructure allows us to make these kinds of changes and adjust. Um, Thank you. I can't thank you enough. Please, Sarah, let folks know how they can find out more about you. And one last question, what's your personal message for us today? My message is to go forward and be confident that you can create an amazing, wonderful, curated image of yourself online. You can create an, an online identity, an online identity that accurately, fully reflects who you are and your authentic self. And don't be afraid of of trying to do that. That's what I worked hard to. Mm-hmm. Part through the digital mystique, and in order to reach me, just look for sarahgranger.com or Sarah Granger on Twitter. I love it. You know, lots of information in this book. Certainly, this is a must-read for all of us here at Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show. Sarah, thank you for a great show, and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. All right, everyone. Another hour on Transformation Talk Radio coming up next. We'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.